you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> we can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Well, it's another big uh, week of Super Rugby action. We saw some dominant performances out of the Blues and the Highlanders while the Crusaders managed to eke out yet another win over the Hurricanes, the happy hunting ground of Sky Stadium for them. The round wasn't without its controversies, though. Artie Severe petitioned to the referee to have a second look at a potential foul play from Scott Barrett off the game's final line-out. There was also plenty of cards shown throughout the round, both here and across the Tasman. Uh, commentator Jeff McTainch uh, from Sky Sport, of course, is on the line to give us a full wrap of what uh, went on over the weekend. Uh, good morning to you, Jeff. G'day, Smithy. Yeah, what a weekend of footy it was. Um, entertaining rugby. I, I saw the game that you're involved with at, uh, at Sky Stadium, and I thought in particular that that was a, a, a great one to watch. I mean, both sides uh, at times sloppy, but um, yeah, look, it was a controversial finish. I think if you look back and and rewind the tape, you see Scott Barrett uh, potentially coming across on, on Artie Savia. So, yeah, maybe they can feel aggrieved. But also, on the other side of things, the Hurricanes had their chances to put that game away. And, and um, you know, perhaps uh, if they could go back in time, maybe Geordie Barrett would have had a crack to uh, to square things up and take it to Golden Point. But uh, it was, a, it was a, great, uh, a great one to watch. I think Josh Morby has, has been an outstanding pick-up for, for the Hurricanes, obviously allowing Geordie to go into... To midfield and play 12 where I think he's looking good, he's strong, he's obviously big um, he runs good lines so it's giving Jason Holland a, another option there and I think Morby's just uh, you know, not, not just scoring tries, not just finishing tries off, he's creating too so they'll be pleased with that, the energy at times was outstanding, Adi Stavia is obviously playing out of his skin at the moment um, mm. so look they've, they've given themselves chances mate but um, couldn't finish it off when, when they needed to yeah, uh, very interesting. Actually, just uh, we'll, we'll stay on this game feel. I thought the Hurricanes pack was outstanding. Uh, you know, man for man, yeah, there was thir- thirteen internationals in the starting lineup for the Crusaders. Thirteen, but I thought uh, the pack effort from um, from the Crusade, uh, the Hurricanes in particular, was simply outstanding. Yeah, they were, and and, and again, led led by Ali Savia. I mean, you, you just can't buy the way he's playing that sort of leadership. On the other side of things, though, for the Crusaders, I mean, when you don't have a guy like Sam Whitelock, you don't have a Mitch Dunshay, and they can still run out of second row like that. Um, again, it just shows the depth that they've got. Wasn't their best rugby by any stretch, the Crusaders, but what I think they did well, mate, was was they turned the Hurricanes around and said, OK, if you guys want to play rugby, we're going to peg you back inside your 22. That's where you're going to have to play from. And, and they did that <laughs> They did that quite well, didn't yeah. they, uh, at times, managing yeah, to break the game open. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a, it was good to watch and a controversial finish, but um, it's the break sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, also we were talking about it afterwards, um and we we can't remember too many penalties for offside, and offside lines are usually one of the big hits for referees. Uh, it was certainly a penalty against George Bauer at one point, but um, by and large, the offside line was was pretty liberal, which made actually for uh, against the, all, a lot of comments from a lot of people. Actually, made for a pretty interesting attacking game. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think we want to see some positive. Um positive play and I think from a refereeing standpoint perhaps uh, not being too officious at times and, and letting the game 
flow is, is, is perhaps what they're looking for there. Um, so, so I don't mind it, mate. But um, yeah, if you're going to be if you're going to be picky and, and go back over the tape and see if players are in front, then you know perhaps you'll find that. Didn't notice that a couple of times yeah. over the weekend. Lines were up pretty quick with their line speed, but again, we're wanting to see some attractive footy, and, and the refs are allowing it. Crusaders, I think, will be. You know, Scott Roberts will be disappointed at times, and Cullen Grace coming in off his feet there, giving away some penalties toward the end of the game that a little bit uncharacteristic. So, um, you know, that'll be something they'll brush up on for the Blues, I'm sure. I hope Artie's not censured for being honest at the end of it. No, no, I don't think so. I, look, I think he, he, he had a he had a point to make. You know, he, he's, he's entitled to make that as the captain, and and I think perhaps um, you know talking to a few people on Messenger afterwards and whatnot, maybe maybe you know Brendan should have gone upstairs and had a look, um, given that given mm. the nature of of the game at the moment, uh, perhaps they could have gone up and had a check. So maybe, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go and talk about that uh, as they will in their review. Uh, and perhaps, you know, if we see something like that later on this season, um, we may see them go up and, and, and check it in the box. Mm. Islanders 37, Moana Pacifica 17. Uh, oodles, oodles of credibility for Moana Pacifica yeah. in season one, but probably a predictable margin. Yeah, I think I think Tony Brown will be pretty happy with that performance to win 37-17 in the end. Uh, look, I, I think the lose Shannon Frizzell and Manaki Selby Rickett early on in the piece, I thought Max Hicks coming on off of the bench in his debut out of Tasman was, was outstanding. And, you know, the likes of Reese Marshall, Whakatava, and the bench played a big role for the Highlanders in the end. And they'll be pleased, I think, too, with the way that their line-out drive worked. To lose someone like Selby Rickett, he's been so good in the air for them this season. Um, the horsepower of, of Shannon Frizzell, he's had an outstanding season uh, as well on the side of the scrum. To lose those guys and then to go on and have such a big part of their game being based around that drive. Andrew Makaleo has been such a good grab for the Highlanders, hasn't he? You know, just um, just directing things at the back of that, of that driving mall and, and, um, and, and looking good. So you know, I was impressed with the way, uh, having lost those two guys early, how they responded. Uh, and I thought uh, Mitch Hunt too, you know, the, the way his confidence was knocked the week beforehand against the Crusaders, I thought he came out, ran against, uh, ran, uh, ran against the defensive line well, created uh, opportunities, created space for, for the Highlanders back. So, you know, when you're a Tony Brown coach side, um, you perhaps we would have seen them get the ball in their hands a bit more this season. But uh, I thought against Moana, uh, they started to look good. Worries for uh, the Chiefs, uh, blanked by the Blues. Blues 25, Chiefs nil. Mm. That was an interesting game of footy. Like that was that was a really strange one to watch because the statistic at the end, twenty five points to nil. I don't think it told the full story of the game. And if you watched it carefully, I mean, the, the Chiefs had ample opportunity to. Uh, I mean, they crossed the line three times, didn't they? But uh, those those tries were one was uh, for obstruction. Uh, Tokiaho just before the stroke of half time lost the ball uh, forward over the line and um, and they had another one ruled out as well for a, for a foot in touch or an arm in touch so well, they had their opportunities but the, the encouraging thing I think for Leon McDonald is he's got a blue side there um, that's not just hot on attack and I mean Bowden Barrett was, was outstanding coming back and, and, and leading the team the way he did that cross field kick for um, for uh, for Robert for Big Red Tom Robinson for his try and then the big wide pass as well for AJ Lamb he was looking slick but I think defensively they were outstanding to lose Luke Romano to the bin to lose Sam Knock to the bin just before half time and repel that Chiefs attack um, oh, 
I don't think you've, we, I don't think we've seen a Blues team like it for a few years. So that'll they'll take great heart out of that. Uh, particularly going into a game now against the Crusaders, which is going to be an absolute belter. But uh, you can't say the Chiefs didn't have their opportunities. They certainly did. But again, that, that defensive effort from the Blues was, was simply outstanding. Uh, Anton Leonard-Brown, bit of a worry there. It is, mate. Yeah, it's not good to see um, the injury ward uh, starting to pile up uh, across Aotearoa, um, the, the, the players that we're losing, and, and certainly losing Anton Leonard-Brown with a serious injury, it looks like. Um, it's it no good uh, down the track for the All Blacks as well. But, I mean, they're well served with the uh, the cover they've got there, the likes of Alex Nankerville, um, being able to be a Mr. Fix-It across the board. But, no, it's certainly worrying, a worrying uh, sign. And, um, I mean, you just have to look it off of Tonga Fati's face after that game. <laughs> the stitches he had to get in his head to, to tidy things up. Um, I think that just demonstrated or illustrated how tough that game was. Looking across uh, the Tasman at the results uh, over there, the Brumbies predictably over the Drua, 33-12. Uh, mm. And, of course, the Rebels, 22-21 over the Force. So what are, you, what are you envisaging now, having had a decent look at both sides of the competition? What are you envisaging when they come together? Well, it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, we haven't, we haven't been able to play them yet to see to see how things are going to go. So you look at that table at the end of every weekend and you think, well, oh, the Brumbies are playing some pretty good footy at the moment and they're driving more, worked well against uh, the Andrua, you know, a right score, a couple of good tries. Um, but it's very hard to gauge. I think when, they, when, when we do come to play them, the New Zealand sides, I think we'll have an edge, um, just the nature of, of playing these derby matches week in, week out. Um, will be interesting. be interesting to see how the likes of Moana Pacifica go against these Aussie teams too. I mean, they've had a, a baptism, of, baptism of fire coming in against the New Zealand teams uh, as well. And as we've talked about, I think they've, they've gone pretty good guns early on um, for, for a franchise that's new to the competition. So um, it remains to be seen. But uh, the way the Australians are playing, um, as I say, I think the Brumbies the other night, uh, using that that rolling more well when it comes to the crunch against teams like the Crusaders. We talked about the Highlanders using it well now. It's how effective they'll be against those New Zealand teams um, at, at line at time and set piece um, to determine whether or not they're going to actually stack up, I think. Officiating of the game is another thing that uh, is often something mm. we talk about on a Monday. Of course, people will be uh, talking about uh, the Brendan Pickerel decision right at the end of the game there. Um, but there's it's a lot of interesting ways that they interpret things. For instance, the other night, there were four deliberate well, knockdowns in that Crusaders-Hurricane game, four, uh, and no cards. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's, uh, it, it is frustrating, I think, when you, you go through a weekend and you see in one game, like the, like the knockdowns that we've seen, uh, and, um, and the mounting cards, you know, we sometimes we see multiple penalties inside, um, you know, a defending team so 22 and we don't see a card and then on other occasions um, you get the team warning, you get one. So I think I think what, what needs to happen and I think all that Artie Savia and, and, and the rest of the captains around the, the competition are asking for is a little bit of consistency smithy across the board. So, um, you know, you talked about the offside line and perhaps, you know, mm. you know they should have been pinged a bit more there. I think all, all, all anyone is asking for is consistency. You know, that, that's all we want. So, um, hopefully we, we get more of that through the, through the competition. Right, well, um, there's a catch-up game uh, tomorrow night, as early as tomorrow night, uh, Jeff. Of course, the Hurricanes uh, and Moana Pacifica, who knocked them over last time around. So um, I'm not sure the Hurricanes, even though as battered and bruised as they look to be after Saturday night, can afford to take too many liberties here. 
No, they can't. Uh, and I think for Moana Pacifica, you know, Aaron Major, he's been dealt the hand, a pretty rough hand to start the competition. But I don't think anyone really um, expected when you looked at the schedule they had, the revised schedule, uh, for them to cope as well as they have. I mean, for large parts of that game against the Highlanders, they were right in there. And I think perhaps, um, you know, just running out of a, a little bit of gas at the end. Um, but when you look at the depth across their squad and the way that they're playing, and particularly with that back line and Inari, Lili Afano, you've got McClutchy coming off the bench and that one-two punch in midfield of Tawala and Aomua. I mean, these guys aren't taking a backward step. Uh, as I say, they've been dealt a fairly fairly rough hand in terms of the competition schedule, but um, you, you can't rule anything out. And as you say, um, having that historic win first up over the Hurricanes at Mount Smart a few weeks ago, they'll take a lot out of that. Um, and uh, at times, too, I mean, against the Highlanders, they open them up. No, they they really use that ball off ruck, uh, the, the ruck speed, getting the ball away into the hands of a lot of the likes of Armour, and um, he's, he's pretty hard to stop, isn't he, when you get him close to the line. So... Um, they'll just continue to play their brand of footy and I think if anything um, what we saw the other night uh, Crusaders, Hurricanes is anything to go by it'll be a, a pretty free-flowing game Clash of the Titans as you uh, hinted at before us uh, this weekend it's uh, Friday night, Good Good Friday Crusaders, Blues uh, in Christchurch, that is uh, now oh, becoming be uh, quite decisive yeah it's quite decisive but, and, but mouth-watering as well to look forward to It is mate and, and I you know, I go back to, to what I think is working well for the Blues this season, and it's defensively. I mean, they're just outstanding. And um, you look at that game, the Crusaders lost to the Chiefs uh, this season in, in Christchurch. I think yeah, I think they made 160-odd tackles to about 70 or something like that. So, you know, and, and the Chiefs only just got that done uh, at the end. So if the Blues are going to win in Christchurch, that's going to take one heck of an effort defensively again. I think Liam McDonald will expect them to brush up on their discipline a bit. I mean, you can't be you can't be right on your line if you're Luke Romano and stick your mid out uh, on the ball and play it like that. You can't do that against the Crusaders. Uh, they'll just hurt you. I mean, they showed against the Hurricanes when they got a sniff, like one, you know, a little bit of turnover ball from Tom Christie, who's just been playing apps out of his skin. He's just unbelievable. You give that guy half a second on the ball and they've got it. And first phase Crusaders are just... They're unbelievable. And you put Will Jordan in the line, inject him into it, and we saw what he did uh, on the weekend at Sky Stadium. They'll hurt you. They'll punish you. So discipline's going to be massive for the Blues. But um, as I say, I think Leon McDonald and the staff will take a lot of heart of the way they, they managed to keep the Chiefs at bay. Uh, Jeff, uh, what, what have you got this weekend? Um, there's two games on Saturday. Which one are you at? Me, this weekend. I'm, I've got the Chiefs uh, this weekend, so... Um, interested to see how they, they can uh, bounce back. I'm sure they will. They weren't far off. Um, as I say, they managed to get over the line. The tries just didn't count. Mm. So this time around, I think uh, we'll, we'll see more of the same from them. Just before I let you go, mate, if, if I said to you, right, uh, give me uh, two players that you think Ian Foster should be really, even this far out from the first All Black test, two players that uh, perhaps should be, Ian Foster should seriously be looking at out of a new crop. Would you have to? Oh, mate, there's been some, some guys that are really starting to put their hands up. Um, but um, oh, it's a bit of a tough question, mate. I, I think, you know, when you look at the Crusaders and the players, they continually unearth the likes of a Fletcher Newell. I mean, they've just got a, a production line down there, guys like that um, starting to put their hands up. Um, yeah, there's, there's been there's been a few, mate, that have, that have put their hands up through the comp. Um, put me on the spot a little bit, but... Uh, 
I'd have to have a think about that. Yeah. <laughs> what about yourself? No. Uh, uh, oh, look, I, I just see it week after week. I, I just I just think he should be taking note a little bit earlier than they normally do, you know? I, I think that, that he really they, – they just have to be looking some of this uh, early season form. I thought Quinton Strange was actually absolutely brilliant uh, until he got an injury at the weekend. Uh, you know, uh, and we're we're getting a bit aged in the lock department. So I think the emergence of a guy like him was was quite fantastic. Um, you know, and I, I just I, I'm just looking for variations around the Jamie Booth. I thought at the base of the scrum was really good. I mean, the pressure around the halfback area. Um, you know, so there's it, plenty there. And Leicester Fyne Ganuku. Um, I mean, goodness me, what a oh, difference he makes. Yeah. Uh, even even yeah. to that side when he came on. You know. You make a point, and I think the balance of that All Blacks back three is going to be really interesting, particularly now that Geordie Barrett has, has said, right, you know, I'm keen to play at second 5-8, and we know how good he is at the back at, at 15. But when you look at a guy um, like Will Jordan, um, you need him in there, obviously. You need Geordie Barrett in there. So if, if we're going to maybe use look at using Geordie at 12, I mean, we, we've talked about potentially having that absence of a big battering ram who uh, who has who has silky touches in midfield? Geordie could do that, and then the other side of things as well. What sort of power game do you want on the back through the All Blacks? Do you need a player like Caleb Clark in there, or do you do you go for someone like a George Bridge uh, or a Leicester Fanga? These are the these are the questions they'll be mulling over um, because I think it's going to be vitally important when when we come down the track to playing these Northern Hemisphere teams. Um, we we talk about you know being you know going backwards against some of these teams at the breakdown and, and the big units that they've got there fetching the ball, the likes of England and whatnot, but and France in particular. But I think maybe the one of the trump cards the All Blacks will have uh, going forward over the next 12 to 18 months is, is, is that power player at first receiver um, that they could use off of off of set piece. So it'll um, be interesting to see the, the, the balance there. Thanks for your input, Jeff. Uh, love the summary of the weekend. Look forward to this weekend as well. And uh, your call, Chiefs uh, Moana Pacifica Saturday. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Cheers, mate. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.